The Old Testament reading for the third Sunday after the Epiphany. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 4. There will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time he has made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you, as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as in the day of Midian. For the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our gospel proclamation today comes from the Isaiah prophecy of chapter 9, verses 1 through 4, and serves as the basis of our theme for the third Sunday after the Epiphany. A perfect prophecy. I study nuclear science. I love my classes. I got a crazy teacher. He wears dark glasses. Things are going great. And they're only getting better. I'm doing all right. Getting good grades. The future's so bright. I gotta wear shades. What a song full of hope and prosperity. I remember this being the opening song to teen movies in the 80s with sunshine and excited, good-looking kids driving around in great cars with beautiful campus co-eds accompanying them to school with cool professors and interesting classes. I remember the kids at lip-sync contest in high school showing the exact same positivity with Hawaiian shirts, flip-flops, and sunglasses on stage, pretending to sing this song while we all smiled at their clever rendering of the catchy tune. It all seemed so good, and our futures did seem bright, and everything did seem like our prospects were without end. Ironically enough, I just discovered this week that was not what this song was about at all. Apparently, we got it all wrong. According to Saturday Morn, a popular IMDB blog site, the song itself is satirical and takes a look at the looming threat of nuclear holocaust in President Reagan's materialistic late Cold War era from the viewpoint of a self-centered future nuclear scientist who's about to graduate and is looking forward to his lucrative, bright future in a double entendre way. Well, we never saw it that way. And as unique as the time was, it was clearly an anomaly for the way human creation looks at the future. The truth is, in culture, literature, and entertainment of a variety of sorts, the future and its certainty is usually predicted as doom and gloom. 
Like in Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island, when pirates want to depose their leader, they burn a piece of paper until it's charred with a black spot and then hand it to their captain, usually giving them a period of time until their authority is no longer good. It was as good as done, and the leader knew he was finished. Or like in The Godfather, when Michael discovered that Fredo was the one in the family that had betrayed him, when he grabbed Fredo and kissed him dead on the mouth, he said right after, I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. You broke my heart. And Fredo knew Michael was going to have him killed. The all-too-well-known kiss of death. It was as good as done. And Fredo knew he was finished. Or even Greta Thunberg, as she made her impassioned plea at the United Nations, utterly convinced that the world was going to die in 12 years unless we did something dramatic about climate change. So many believe that her words are prophecy, and we are as good as done. And according to Greta, we should all know we are finished. Well, today, Isaiah has a response to all of them. And anyone who emphatically believes in the inevitability of our existence to the negative and extremists, he prophesies a perfect future that is as certain as any doom and gloom prediction. Only this time, there is neither doom nor gloom. Rather, only an eternal light that will always shine. So rise and shine and give God the glory. We sing that song with God's littlest ones, knowing the truth of what is to come and the joyful optimism they sing it with encourages our mature faith as well. Oh, pastor, you can't possibly expect this current culture to accept such Pollyannish optimism for the future. They're too far gone, right? What do you think Isaiah's response was to God when the Lord gave him these words to say to the parishioners of his day? Lord, how can they possibly conceive of redemption in the person of this child born of a virgin? How will they understand what is impossible for man? And why would they ever think they need to be redeemed from anything when they believe they're in a secure alliance with the Assyrians? the very nation you sent to destroy them. It was as if they decided to trust in the very pirates that gave them the black spot, or they believed the kiss of death was instead a kiss of affection, or they wanted the prophetess of doom as their deliverer. They aligned themselves with the sinful imperfect when all God wanted to give them was prophetic perfection. We do that, don't we? We long after the things of this world that give us perceived security and satisfaction, but in the end only leave us disappointed and emptier than we were before we trusted in them. Wandering eyes look to grass that is greener, and we find out it was only over the septic tank. We listen to people that promise us guaranteed profits, 
no-fault divorces, better-off individualism, have-it-your way lifestyle, no-consequence lascivious living. And then we wonder why the unintended consequences intended to leave us hurting all along. Wonder no more. God has promised you a light shining in your present darkness. Just as the land of Naphtali and Zebulun were the first to be conquered in Isaiah, Jesus shows us in the gospel today in Matthew chapter 4 that they would be the first to be redeemed. For our Lord reached out to each and every one of us because of the mistakes we knew better than to make, and he redeems us from the calamities of our sinful decisions. Jesus searches for you in the hoodlums of your hijinks and pulls you up from your stumbling sinful drunkenness and rehabilitates your self-rejection with his total perfection. And he does that by doing what he never wanted you to do. I see this in people sometimes. It's the rare pain that parents and grandparents feel when they see their children and grandchildren suffering. Even though it's impossible in our society today, they would take the pain away. They would go to rehab for them. They would work off the debt to society for them. They would take their mental illness and inability to cure themselves and live with the incurable disease instead of them. And even if they could die in their place, their love for their children and grandchildren is such that they would do it without so much as a moment's hesitation. The anguish I have seen over the years is almost unbearable to listen to. Almost unbearable. Because there is one who could, and there is one who did, make it better. That is when I had the joy of comforting them with a light shining in their dark world. They did not have to accept the dark spot of the inevitability of the demise of those they loved. They did not have to kiss death. They did not have to listen to the prophetess of utter and certain doom. They had the light of Christ shining in their lives because he's the only one that could take all their pain, all their suffering, and all their darkness because he's the only one that could kill it all by hanging his body on the cross until every bit of it was dead, dead, dead. Then, rising anew, shining and giving God the glory for eternal living with no doom or gloom in sight ever again. It is as perfect a prophecy as anything we will ever know. Live in it, love it, and look forward to it forever. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.